Lord, we love you today. We thank you for your blessings and goodness, God. We glorify you, Jesus, for your great truth and salvation. God, you're so good to your people. We thank you for your many blessings, keeping your hand on us, Lord. We magnify you for all things in the precious and holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was teaching on the subjects of, uh, of the deep secrets of God that he has reserved until the last days. And uh, I'm going to uh, not go back to that today, but I do want to, uh, to teach on a lesson here that God has given me for this particular service. And we'll pick up on the other later on. But I want to talk to you here today about God's gift package to, to each of us. God's gift package. And when the Lord has given us gifts, he has not given us just one, but he has given us a gift package. Uh, I remember many years ago when I went off to Bible school in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. I was only 17 years old. And uh, Christmas came. We went up in September, come December. We couldn't wait to get home for Christmas. And uh, we, you spend a half a week almost on the highway. They didn't have interstates back then. They had just two-lane roads, maybe sometime four-lane, but no interstate stuff. You had to go through all the towns and everything and just rode up and down mountain hills and went through all the mountains in Kentucky and Tennessee, going from Florida to, to Minnesota. And uh, so we jumped in a car, a bunch of us. We drove home down here to Florida, had Christmas. I had to work while I was down here so I could be able to pay my tuition. When I got back up there, I did that. And I did that two Christmases in a row. And when it came to the third one, I was up there four years. And when we came to the third Christmas, I said, Mom, I'm not going to try to come home this Christmas. I said, it's just an orange. She said, I'm glad you're not because I worry about you being on the road. Just stay there and, uh, and everything. And I said, I'll stay here and work and, and make some extra money and, and pay my bill, catch my bills up and so forth. And uh, so we agreed to that. So the next two Christmases, I stayed in St. Paul. So my family sent me a package and I got that package of gifts. I... I understand how those military boys must feel when they get those packages of gifts overseas. But I'll never forget that big package coming for me. And that was a gift from my mother, a gift from my dad, a gift from my sister, my sisters, my gift from my brother. I mean, it was just a wonderful thing. So I want to tell you here today, God has a package gift for all of us. Amen. I want to talk to you about it. And I want you to turn with me, first of all, if you would, to Isaiah 9, 6. If you look at this one with us. And uh, it simply reads, and most of of you are familiar with this. For unto us a child is born. This is a prophecy now of the coming of Jesus Christ. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name should be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And I want you to notice the very first part of it. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And so Jesus Jesus Christ's coming was a gift of God to us. It was a gift to us. It was a gift to humanity. It was a gift to all of mankind that Jesus Christ came first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. But it was a gift of God to us. His coming was a gift within itself. 
And uh, it was uh, God's gift to us. In conjunction with that, one that's very familiar to all of us, and that's John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave. God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Notice the word here, gave. God so loved that he gave. And in this instance here, I am reminded that God was first the giver before he ever asked us to give. The Lord himself, was he gave. And he gave not only as an example, but he gave, praise the Lord, that he may give us something greater than what we had. Mankind uh, was on this earth. Uh, we were given life on earth and so forth. But Jesus came to give us eternal life. And uh, it's one thing to say, well, we've got 70, 80 years or whatever it is, 90 years in this life. It's one thing to say that. But to be able to say, I now have eternal life promised me by the Lord. And that was the gift that came when Jesus Christ came. Praise the Lord. So he came to bring us this wonderful salvation and save us from our sins. The gift of his coming was to save us. It was to bring us salvation. And so that part of the gift is brought out in the word of God in Matthew. And I'm going to read Matthew 1.21 here uh, to you. Uh, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And this is the meaning of the word Jesus. Jesus means Jehovah hath become salvation, or the I am. The word Jehovah comes from the I am that uh, God revealed unto Moses his name, meaning that I am, and you, you put anything you want to put there, I am great, I am king, I am, I am forever, I am the, the beginning and the ending, whatever you want to put there, that fulfills God. I am. In other words, all, all living, always, everything. I am, uh, I am the strength. I am uh, I'm the creator. You just put it there, whatever. So he was the I am. And whenever you say Jesus, you say, I am redemption or I am salvation. And it means I am salvation. Jesus came, praise the Lord, to bring us salvation. So God gave us Jesus to give us salvation. Give us salvation, meaning we could be saved, not just to have a life in this life. And this is important, folks, because that's all some people have settled for. They have just settled for a life in this life. That's it. In other words, they try, to get, they try to milk this life for everything it's worth. They try to get all they could get out of this life. When God has said, I, will, I have come to bring you life and it more abundantly, this life more abundantly, and then also to give eternal life. And this is the beautiful thing about the coming of the Lord, that it was for us to have that eternal life that we might live forever and forever and ever. And that would be through Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. He came to bring hope first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. So Jesus is coming to give us that wonderful, uh, wonderful love and his mercy and his gifts of salvation that was given unto us that we might be saved. And we Gentiles had no right to it. The Jews had the first rights to it. And then God allowed us Gentiles to have, and we often refer to that as grace. So I want to refer to you as a number two factor here 
and that is God's gift of grace to us. Everybody still with me? All right, I'm talking about the gift package now, a package of gifts, the coming of Jesus and uh, his coming to save us, not just to come and say, hey, how are you guys doing? Nice seeing you. See you later. No, not that. But his gift of come to come and to save us. Praise the Lord. And in saving us, he would go to Calvary. And in save us, saving us, he would give his blood. And in saving us, he would give his life. Praise the Lord. And he would do that when he hung on Calvary and shed his blood that we might be saved. Jesus gave his blood that we may have eternal life. That was the price. It says we have not been bought with gold and silver and and precious stones and things that are corruptible, but we have been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. When Jesus hung on the cross and he shed his blood, his blood was literally given to this earth. That's where it went. It went from his body, dripped out of his body, his brow, his back, his hands, his side, and it went into the earth. His body was given, his blood was given to the earth. Uh, whenever they saw him on the resurrection and uh, he met with his disciples after the resurrection now. And uh, they said, you know, are you really Christ? Are you, are you really real? And he said, touch me and feel me and see that I am flesh and bone. If you'll notice that scripture, it never says flesh and blood because his blood was given. The blood is the more life is in the blood. Jesus gave his life and that life is in the blood. He gave his blood and it was given that you and I may have eternal life. Amen. He gave his life to this earth that you and I might have our lives of this earth changed to have a life that is a heavenly body like as under his heavenly body. But he had to be the first fruits. So he was the first fruits of the resurrection. And so we will be the second, we will be the rest of the harvest of the resurrection. And of course, all the resurrection. And uh, so I'm just pointing out to you here that in Jesus' coming, what a gift to humanity it was if we will receive it. And it was all by the grace of God. I want to talk to you about the grace for a moment. And I'm going to have you turn with me over here to the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. <clears throat> Very simple verse, and you've heard it before, and I'll just mention it to you again. Here, 2 and 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Grace is the gift of God. And uh, grace is simply this. It is the unearned favor of God to us. Now, we Gentiles had no right. We had no right. He said, you know, he told one, one time, he says, I've come to the, I have come to the household of Israel. Jesus said that. Uh, this woman that came and asked him to heal her child, he said, is it right for me to take the, crumb, take, take the food from the children's table and give it to dogs? He even said that to offend her, but she was not offended. She said, Lord, the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table. I'm willing to accept anything you give. And the Lord said, I have not seen so much faith. No, not in all of Israel. He said, go, thy daughter is healed. And so Jesus was actually saying, it wasn't time for the Gentiles, but in her case, because of her faith, I am giving, praise the Lord, a healing touch to her daughter and her daughter was healed. And he did that on a few other occasions as well. But I'm simply saying here that we Gentiles had no right to it. 
until after the resurrection. And the last thing Jesus said before he ascended into, the, into heaven, he said, go again to all the world and preach the gospel. Lo, I'm with you always. Baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, which we know the name to be Jesus and everything. And that's the way the apostles did baptize when they went in all the world and so forth. They baptized in Jesus' name. And so he said, go into all the world, preach the gospel. Uh, I think it's in Mark. He said, he that believeth in is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And so he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. To everybody, everybody, whosoever will. It's for whosoever will. Jesus said to come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And the Lord has given us, praise the Lord, that wonderful spirit of his to give us also the rest. And I'll mention that to you in a few moments. But the grace of God, the grace of God is God's favor given to us, though we haven't deserved it, we haven't earned it. There's nothing I've ever done to deserve his grace. I don't have his, I mean, I don't, I, I, I haven't done anything to say, God, you know, you owe me. You know, God owes me nothing. He owes you nothing. He owes us nothing. But because he loved us, because he loved us, and he has extended the salvation unto us, that through his name, through his power, <clears throat> praise the Lord, we can be saved. And that's why the, the, the term in here, by his grace, you're saved. And that through faith, and I've mentioned this before, and I won't elaborate on it, but faith is our response to God's grace. God has extended his grace to us. Calvary is his grace. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. His love to us is his grace. Uh, the fact that we have the word of God, this, uh, the word in, in printed form that we can read it and we can know what it says, uh, is God's grace to us. God has laid on the hearts of numerous uh, preachers and men and people from way back, I mean, hundreds of years, to translate the Bible into a certain language or to give it to a certain people or to whatever it was. And in doing all of that, the Lord has been merciful in giving us his word through his grace, praise the Lord. And uh, then it goes on to say that we are saved by, uh, by grace and that through faith, our faith is our response to the grace of God. He's given us preachers to preach the gospel. You know, teachers, here I, da-da, you know. Uh, he's given us all these things to help us to be saved. Praise God. So I'm just pointing out to you here today that all these things is, are gifts of God, the gift of grace unto us. And we have to say, God, I believe you with all of my heart. Thank you for the word. Thank you for your spirit. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But God has given us these gifts by which we may have. So it's not just the gift of his coming, but it's a whole package of many gifts. The gift of grace, the gift of, his, of, uh, of, of, of the blood of Christ, the gift of his very coming itself for salvation, and uh, these many other things. Unearned favor of God that God has granted us and given unto us. Now, I want to go to the next one here, and that's one that most all of you are familiar with, Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> this is the gift of the, of the Holy Ghost. If you look in uh, Acts 2.38 with us for just a moment here. Then Peter said unto them, repent. This is when they asked him, men and brother, what shall we do? When he had preached to these people on the day of Pentecost uh, here in the second chapter of the book of Acts, 
uh, Peter preached to them and they were Jews who were not saved yet. Then Peter preached unto them, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Notice that it being baptized is how your sins are remitted. That is taken all away. If you had a, if you had a light bill and you went down to the power company and you said to them, uh, you know, uh, I don't have the money to pay this. They said, I don't worry about it, it's remitted, you know. Boy, you just had it paid for, you know, it's, it's taken care of. I don't know how it was, but it's taken care of. Well, Jesus Christ through our, through, he has remitted our sins through the remission by being baptized in his name. Praise God, being baptized in his name. And the Lord didn't choose some weird something to have us baptized in. He said, you got to be baptized in olive oil. He didn't say you got to be baptized in rose petals, you know. Uh, there's a sister out in California. Remember that sister? Yeah. And uh, everything. She had a big church, big congregation. She'd baptize people in rose petals, you know. She's a, she's a woman pastor, and she just got real fancy. Everything. If you come to her and get baptized, you don't have to get wet. She baptizes you in rose petals. Fills the baptistry full of rose petals and baptizes you. That doesn't cut it, folks. It's water. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You get baptized in water. You go down into water. That's why that, those old catacombs in, in Rome, when those early Christian church people would live for God under those catacombs, hiding out from persecution and so forth, and having service secretly so they wouldn't be killed. They would draw the fish. You know the fish sign? And you see it sometimes on the back of a car or something. That was the early symbol, not the cross. It was the fish. And what the fish represented was being put under the water. That's what it represented. I used to think it was, I will make you fishers of men. That's not what it represented. So a, a, a guide, a Catholic guide in Rome told me, he said, no, no, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with big baptism. He said, you see the early church, they all baptized by immersing you under the water. I said, praise the Lord, you're right. <laughs> all the other people looking at me and I said, yeah, he's right, he's right. But I'm just saying here, that's what the fish sign is. So we have to be baptized in water. And then it says, and this is where we're going here, for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a gift. So God wants to give each of us also the gift of the Holy Ghost. And uh, I quoted that scripture a while ago. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Bible says, this is the rest wherewith the weary shall rest. They shall speak with new tongues. I'm quoting here from the book of Isaiah. And they shall speak with new tongues, speaking of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a rest to us. It'll give you the strength to live for God. It'll give you the peace in your soul to help you to walk with God. It'll give you, praise the Lord, uh, that understanding about the things of the Lord that will settle you in a lot of things. But the Holy Ghost, folks, will give you peace. It'll give you a rest. And then over in the book of uh, Hebrews, it talks about <clears throat> the rest. Uh, and it says that uh, lest any of us should come short of it. Don't come short of the rest that can be found in the Holy Ghost and in the wonderful presence and spirit of God. So I'm just saying here today here that the gift of God in the baptism of the Holy Ghost is also his rest that he has given. Now, I, uh, I, as you well know, I'm going only going to uh, uh, 1030 here this morning. 
so I've got about four more minutes here. Uh, let me talk to you about my last gift here that I want to talk to you, the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you don't have it, make sure you, you get that. And folks, if you don't have this gift package from God, you're entitled to it. Say, God, I want everything you've got for me. I'm serious. Tell God, if you've got to say, oh, I believe in the Lord, but I don't, I don't have the Holy Ghost yet or haven't been baptized. Say, Lord, I want everything you've got for me. And I want you to know that the Lord will bless you and he'll touch your life and touch your heart. Uh, look in Romans 6, 23. And this is the one that we have not yet received, even though we have received it by promise. Received it by promise. And I want you to look with me us with, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The, the gift of God is eternal life. And that is the greatest gift of all that God has promised us. It's not just the gift of existence. I can thank God for that. I was driving to... Uh, I don't know why this hit me the way it did. I don't even know whether it's worth even telling you about. But I was driving to work to church today. And uh, there's a dead squirrel in the road. And I said, he never made it. He, he died on Christmas Day. <laughs> died on Christmas sad. It seems sad to me die, to have to die on Christmas Day. But that little squirrel got hit by a car and, and he never made it. But he had his existence for a time. And that's it. It's all over with for him. The Bible says the spirit of animals go back into the ground. Our spirit goes up to God, but the spirit of the animal goes into the ground. It says that. So they had an earthly existence for a season, for a season. Everything that's animal. But you see, for you and I, God has said not only do you have your earthly existence, but I will give you eternal life. And if we can ever get a hold of that thing, what the Lord came to do, he came to say, I'm going to give you more than just an existence on this earth for a season, but I'm going to give you eternal life so you can live forever and forever so that when this life is over, you'll have a glorified body like as under his, his glorified body. The Bible says we do not yet know how we shall appear, but we shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. Uh, the dead in Christ shall rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet them in the air. When you die, we die. Our soul and spirit goes back to God who gave it, and he puts it in a place called paradise. And we wait there in a soul and spirit form in paradise until the rapture. That's the dead in Christ. And so when the rapture takes place, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And that means that the body, praise the Lord, is reunited with the soul and spirit, but it's not the old body. It's a new body like as under his glorified body, it is a resurrected and it will be a glorified body. What's a glorified body, Brother Martin? I don't know. But when Paul saw Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, it was brighter than the noonday sun. And when John saw the Lord in the, on the Isle of Patmos there in the book of Revelation, he fell at his feet as a dead man. So, you know, like, wow, I'm overwhelmed by the appearance of the Lord. So I'm just pointing out to you here I don't know everything about the glorified body, but it's called a heavenly body. Praise the Lord. And we'll be in the presence of the Lord. And the Lord says that if, you, uh, if you're mine and you have this glorified body, you'll walk with me in white. I love that statement. You'll walk with me in white. 
And I thought, Lord, one of these days when all the human race is all gathered together at the white throne judgment, everybody wicked that's ever lived and everybody that's good that's ever lived is all at the white throne judgment. God's going to bring in his church, his people who have walked with him and served him and we'll walk with him and we'll come in with him and we'll sit on his throne with him. Whatever you're going through, folks, one of these days the Lord is going to exalt you. He'll exalt you to live while you're living for him because you're serving him and you're walking with him. And one of these days it'll happen. Hallelujah. And that's called eternal life. And we'll be with the Lord. And uh, we do not yet know how we shall appear. We'll be like him. We'll see him as he is. Amen. So there's a wonderful hope that's given to all of us. And it's all because Jesus loves us. Hallelujah. I just want to say one last thing in closing here today. And that is, praise God, get the whole package. Get the whole Christmas package. Amen. He's got a great Christmas package of gifts here for each and every one of us. Let's stand together and let's just lift our hands and worship God and glorify him right now. Lord, we love you so much. You're so good to us. You're so good to your people. What wonderful promises we have, Lord, even beyond what blessings we have even now. Jesus, we ask you to bless this day, bless the morning service, touch our lives and hearts. We worship and glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.